0: <laughs> all right, guys, welcome back to the Raised Hunting Podcast, and today I'm joined by Warren and Easton Holder, and all of us are just returning from the 2024 ATA, so that was pretty fun. We got to see a lot of people we hadn't seen in a while, um, but today's topic is not coming from ATA. It is coming from a subject that someone write into YouTube. Is that what I understood? Yes.
1: Okay. His so- name is The Darkest Hero.
0: The Darkest Hero is going to give us our topic for today. But before we get to the topic, Warren, you got some people we need to shout out to?
2: Yes. On Apple Podcasts, 27TCJ. This was on gut feeling. He said, I 100% agree with the gut feeling. I've been bow hunting hard for about 10 years, and you can feel it. I'm also a believer in certain dates. The past few years, I've killed on October 7th, the first cold front, usually in Wisconsin, and November 12th. The last push before Wisconsin rifle season, um, as he knows, we, we agree. New Age Conservative, happy to say that you guys have been my main source of entertainment on my way to work each day. Always learn a lot, and I agree with a lot of your perspective on the topics. Love how when you listen, you listen, you feel as if you were at the table with you guys. Three different viewpoints, and always a great debate. Have a happy and safe New Year. God bless you. Same to you, New Age Conservative, and thank you for joining the table here. And BBD92781, he says, Hunter's gut is real. Love the podcast. He's been following us for years on TV and even read the book. So, um, and he has a pretty extensive, you should go, if you get time, go and read it on the Apple podcast. It's pretty cool. Uh, Basically, his wife told him that there's no way that Hunter's gut is legit. And uh, then he went out and killed the deer that he was after based off of his gut. So, awesome. But he also <laughs> agrees you don't ever say it. You never you never say you it. can't
0: voice it. You just got to go, go with it.
2: Uh-huh. And then finally, Trevor Bledsoe. I've been watching you guys for a few years now and listening to the podcast since it started. The thing I like the most is how down-to-earth and family-oriented you all are. I just watched the YouTube video of Warren's 23 buck, and I'm just curious when he switched to Matthews. So that's perfect. We should probably unpack that real quick. Go for it. Uh, Trevor. Thank you for tuning in and being part of the race family. We really appreciate it. So with that being said, if any of you guys saw, and then shout out to our YouTube people. We love you guys too. Um, make sure you go to the race Hunting Podcast now because that's where they all are. Anyways, so if you guys saw the hunt for BG, then you would see that I shot that deer with a Matthews, not a bear. And we've gotten a bunch of questions about that, so this is probably a great time to talk a, a little bit about that and what 2024 is going to hold for raised hunting. Um, so, obviously, we're not working with Bear anymore. Otherwise,
1: you wouldn't be shooting I, wouldn't to Matthews. Have, I wouldn't
2: have shot him with the Matthews. Yep, and so then you're going to see, too, I think your hunt's almost done as well, isn't it? Yeah. That Easton switched and shot a Matthews as well. However, we're not working with Matthews. Each and I bought those with our own money, and I'm going to probably buy another bow this year. And I don't know if it's going to be a Matthews, a Bowtech, a Hoyt, PSE. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be whatever I feel like is, uh, is a really good shooting bow that I really like. So as we move into <coughs> – excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold. Um, into 2024, we do you want to make the, the big announcement? Or do you want to make it? Well, which one's the big one? That was a big one. <laughs> the big, the biggest one that um of
0: that everything's going to be streaming strictly on YouTube and so through our digital channels.
2: There will be no more raised hunting TV show. Correct. Yes, I don't think I that's think. going
1: to affect a whole heck of a lot of people.
2: Uh well, that's what gave us the start. I mean, that's yeah, what I'm started saying, raised hunting. Now, as I a, don't
1: think very many of you guys probably have cable TV anymore. <laughs> no, but
0: I, think, I disagree with you. I think there's a lot of people still watching TV. Some, but I know that yeah. that make. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. That's where we're headed. So,
2: well, here as for all of, for I'm sure that people have have started listening to the podcast because they recognize the show. And I'm sure there's people that just found the podcast through Apple and Spotify and those other things or TikTok or whatever. No matter how you got here, we appreciate you. Um, however, the TV show was the pillar of race hunting. That's what started everything for race hunting, and and we did we produced ten seasons of race hunting, the TV show. Um, this would have been an eleventh, right? So it's ten. Yeah, ten. It was 11, yeah. So so ten years of TV, uh, which. W- and we got to meet thousands and thousands and thousands of awesome people and thousands of messages and everything else. Um, but now, you know, things have just changed, and and it's going to more digital streaming. Um, and so we really felt as though we could make a bigger impact and, and bring more value to you guys by going 100% digital. So we'll still have all the existing episodes available for you guys to be able to watch wherever you want to watch them. Um, and there's still going to be some streaming with Outdoor America, which is, like, on syndicate, which means, like, local television and things like that, but also on, I think they're on Samsung TV and a couple other big ones like that. Uh, People are probably most familiar with aren't.
0: going through My Outdoor TV to get to Outdoor America. That's where it's yeah. all streamed at, is on, through Outdoor America. So, yep. the same and place as
1: My Outdoor TV. They're not all available right now yet, but well, we're working on it. Yeah.
2: So... But with that being said, too, we are we're working with a very small core group of partners that are helping giving us the ability to do this and make this jump. And we're really excited about it, though, because we're going to be able to do a lot of things um, more flexible and and up to date. So with that being said, too, we want you guys to make sure you let us know what kind of videos that you'd like to see. You've been doing great on letting us know podcast topics, uh, but do the same for videos because we're going to be we're going to be making a lot more of them now. So that's kind of exciting news for 2024, um, that there's going to be a whole bunch of, you're going to see a bunch of, of new stuff from us.
0: Very cool. So there, I think you just did it.
2: I think, I hopefully that covers it. <coughs>
1: yeah, I think so. <laughs> there's a lot. All right. It's going to keep changing. Would
2: Are you I like can... to introduce the topic?
1: Sure.
0: That was an awkward silence.
1: Why? Just this. Anytime. The day. TLDR. How do you guys feel about fence sitters, property line sitters? Here's what I mean. Personally, my family has a good amount of private land with a nice pond with a thick pine and hardwoods that surround it. As someone who has walked every square inch of that property, I know for a fact that every single person. Er- that several people have bought adjacent lots and had them cut over and placed a lock on stand or tower stand right in front of the property line right on the property line within 50 yards of the pond that was mentioned before it never set right with me for someone deliberate or that somebody deli- deliberately gets as close as possible to our habitat instead of catering to their own how do you guys feel about the kind of this kind of hunter is it fair is it borderline poaching is it cheating etc
0: all right I think that's quite the.
2: So could you read the one party? So he said, like, they're setting up um, stand and cutting over, like cutting no. trees and stuff to be able to have shooting lanes onto their property? Uh, I don't think that's how he it. I don't it. think that's <laughs> what <adjacent laughs> he meant. Lots.
1: I just think he meant that. They had it. them cut over in place. To, yeah, they just adjacent lots and had them come, cut over to, I'm assuming, the border. I don't know who they is, but I'm assuming they just did it. The neighbors. I'm yeah, just wondering. Yeah, it sounds like they had them do something. I think the owner that bought it went over there and hunted it right next to the line. Okay. I'm just yeah, trying I to figure out what if that over means like. I don't, think, that, means, I don't like, think
0: they cut. I don't think they're actually, because there's a huge difference between hunting next to a fence line and hunting the other side of the fence line that you don't have permission on.
1: They're not saying that. He's not saying that. Right. He's saying he's. they're on their side. Or the side that they are right. Own. They're they're sitting
0: on their side. Are they shooting across the fence? I think Nobody is what Warren's know. asking. If they're saying they cut over, yeah. meaning did they cut a shooting lane onto their side of the fence?
2: Yeah. Which, what would that
1: technically be? Like I didn't it, really clarify that very well.
0: Trespassing.
1: Adjacent lots and had them cut over and placed a lock on. See, I think that they physically cut across the property that would
2: be trespassing too
1: no cut across their property just to the like the edge of wherever their property borders his this doesn't sound like they're cutting a lane ok if they are that's really screwed up then I 100% have an issue with it ok well, I was going to take a gray stand on this but <laughs> I don't think that's what he's meaning by the whole topic but either way we can go over both yeah we can address that
2: too alright who wants to start
0: Go, you read the question, so you can start with an answer, I guess. <laughs> Seems like that's work. what, you know what, I'll go first. I'm not afraid. There's
1: <laughs> just so much animosity between you two right now. I'm very know. mad at you. But I'm, I also that. don't know how to answer this without sounding like a piece of crap. What? <laughs> it's just so,
0: so just answer it. The answer, my my, answer. I'm trying to
1: clarify why I would answer one way and why the other way. Okay, I'll go first since you can't find your way out
0: of a wet paper bag today. So, um, I don't have a problem with it because – and here's the reason. I have two – I have both sides of it. One, I'm him. I own a piece of property, and I've had people set stands right on the fence line. And two, I've been the guy that he's referring to that is on the other side of the property and set a stand right on a fence line. I love hunting fence lines regardless of – now I'm not trying to make it where I'm I'm not going to shoot across the fence unless I have permission to shoot across the fence, unless I'm working with that landowner. But I've – I mean – I don't know. I've, I've heard many people that bring up the, the situation they don't like when, I mean, I've heard of people getting as far as into like building a wall that you can't see across or a real high fence or something like that. So the deer can't cross. I can just tell you, if you do that, then there, at some point that's going to end and wherever that ends, that's where my stand's going to be because you just created the perfect funnel. If you make it where they physically can't cross anywhere but X, then I'm going to be sitting where I legally can be sitting on X. I don't uh, believe you And I would expect them to do the same on the
1: other side of the fence. (laughs) It annoys you. I know for a fact it annoys you when people set up stands on a fence line. Because you're like, why? Because you don't do it either. You don't set up stands on fence lines that is a piece of property that you can't hunt.
0: I'm not hunting that that side of the fence. I it's know. I'm wh-
1: saying that you. I don't. I could not think of a stand right now that you border the the property on the other side that you can't hunt. Midget. Besides, like at your house is a little different. When we the know the neighbor, you very, also very have well. permission to be hunting over I, there too.
2: Though. I understand that. You but could, you could move your stand over there onto that side of the fence, and you're completely good.
0: I understand that, but that's <laughs> not how it was. Once or in the, the sa- beginning. You
1: could take the south side of that. You don't have permission on that side, but we know him very well. And we know that he's not going to be pissed that we have a stand right there, considering we have a food plot on the other side, and our stand isn't facing that way. Our stand isn't intending on Absolutely. shooting that
0: way. Absolutely, that—that's my whole point. Is that if there, if the person is set up to hunt their own property, then and they're on their own property, and you can see that they're obviously got the stand facing the direction to shoot onto their own property, and there's something on their own property that is making that point good, not just the neighbor's land, then. I don't have an issue
1: with that. Do you trust all of them?
0: I don't. I, I. I mean, I. I have no way of knowing that.
1: I have. I. You know, I am just going to say screw it because I. I would like to think that way, but I do not because I. I would give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, fine, whatever. But more times than not, I am not trusting a single person, and the reason I would say that too, and I feel confident in saying that, is because anywhere that I have stands that I. Have, I do have permission on. I don't have a single stand that would be even probably within shooting distance of a neighbor's property because I don't feel comfortable doing that. Now, the reason that really pisses me off is because, for instance, we do have a property right now that is now, for whatever reason, surrounded. And they have put stuff up all along, literally on trees that are touching the fence line. And I don't trust it at all because why is it all of a sudden that Maybe there's some good deer on it or something, but you're going to sit there and all of a sudden now you've never hunted that area or anything. And now you're going to freaking cake the side of the the fence line. So I don't trust people very well, but that's also why I won't put myself in that position. The reason I feel like it's okay for me to be a little pissy about that is because I'm not going to sit there and go put my stands on the edge of a fence line because I don't want them thinking that I would do that. Now if I have a relationship with a neighbor, totally different story because they know that I'm not going to go shooting across it or I know they wouldn't shoot across mine.
0: Well, I mean and that's the kind of things <coughs> that we've always done is if we're setting up a stand, we'll let the neighbor know. You know, hey, we put a stand here or whatever.
1: There's a lot of times that we we don't get the chance to contact.
0: Yeah, you can always try to reach out.
1: Yeah. Are you gonna so, take an opinion? Sure.
2: <laughs> I think uh I think I kind of fall between the two of you. Um because I think I don't, I don't have an issue I don't have an issue with people hunting fence lines, uh, meaning that it's apparent that a lot of times you can see something they set up, say a ladder stand or a lock on or something like that and, and it's very clear that they're only going to be they couldn't even shoot to the other side of the fence if they wanted to, meaning that assuming in this case our side of the fence, right that they can only shoot onto their side of the fence. I think that if you look at, uh, I, I understand, I get 100% what Dark Hero is saying with doing your own work to your own habitat. Um, however, I think if we look at this from a deer's perspective, they a deer doesn't understand fence lines, right? You may have a buck where his zone is only, you're just barely on his zone, right? And so do you, if you have a deer that's coming onto your property and and... The best place to be able to hunt him is on that fence line, and, and you're doing everything legal, and you're only shooting to your side. Or are you going to say, "Well, I'm not going to hunt that deer because he gets so he's close, too close to, the, to fence, the property line"? But Even he's, though on, he's your on your property. My property? Not I, I'm hunting there. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to hunt that deer as well. Um, now, I think, and I've seen this many many times. If somebody's setting up their stand, you know, and it's facing across the fence so that they can clearly shoot across there, I think that. That they're making it apparent that they have that they don't have respect, they're probably gonna shoot across that fence line. I mean, Absolutely. How did you not assume that? Um, but at the same time you can't say that for sure. I so I don't have I don't have an issue with it. I do think that there can be some things that is courtesy, right? For instance, putting up box blinds, if I go in and put in a lot of work on my property and everything and then you take just a gigantic blind and you set it right there on the fence, I would probably be a little irritated. It's like come on, man, can you at least use a lock on or something not so invasive that it's going to, that it could, one, affect the deer on my property, it could move them, and then, two, that it's just freaking ugly, right? Where you're only, like, I get it, you're hunting deer that are traveling from my property to your property, whatever, that's fine. But if I wouldn't go in, where places where I would go and put a lock on that may be really close to the line, I wouldn't go and put a, a giant tower blind does it annoy um, you yeah it can annoy me sometimes i mean it's not no i mean it this is what exactly what i would tell you in the instance that you're talking about i said that we need to do something to the center of that farm to try to hold deer there because it is we're trying to we're trying to kill deer as well right and we're also trying to get them to a certain age and so to me where they're going to is all of the food sources, and those those neighbors are shooting a majority of deer that probably spend most of their lifetime on our property, and they go to those properties to feed, and I can't control what they're doing, and and there's they're not doing anything wrong. Can it be a little? Is it a? It's So I guess is what I'm trying to say is I'm not irritated with them. It's kind of like, oh, man, that's frustrating because I know I'm probably losing quite a few deer, any deer that is a good one that walks off of the property right now is getting shot on any side. So to me, but I'm never going to go tell those guys, hey, you need to move your blind or anything like that. No, they're 100% in the right. They can do whatever they want over there. But what I can also do is I can try to put a food plot or put in a food source or some standing beans or something in the center of ours that, helps those deer out and helps hold them so that they aren't going across the fences often.
1: So it's, this is not me asking because it's right or wrong. I think for your instance, you don't care if you piss somebody off, like you're going to, if you're hunting legally and ethically and you believe it's right, you don't care if it's courtesy or not because you would do it. They would do it. So whether you both like it or not, you're, you're neither of you are in the wrong, but you're okay with doing it. For instance, you said that you would set the, property edge but yet it annoys you if somebody else does it so i'm saying saying that it would actually i'm not saying that you're wrong dead serious there's no underlying tone here at all i'm saying that you would do that and you are okay with it because you know that you're not doing anything wrong it's not a big deal now if they do it same thing it's somewhat annoying but you're okay with the fact that if if you're looking at from their side it's gonna piss them off you're like it's okay if you look at it from your side, it pisses you off, and they probably think the same thing. It's okay. It does Whatever. It's not. It's, you, nobody's doing anything wrong. Whatever.
2: It doesn't piss me off. Though. A noise, It's a noise. yes, slightly annoying. Yes. You know, but it's it doesn't piss me off. Okay. Well, um. I, you know what I mean. Do you yeah, understand? But you're tracking, if you're though? saying you're saying if I put a put up a stand and it's and let's just say it's a tree that is a foot off of the fence line, and I'm going to say that, um, and my property is. I'm facing east, which is into all of my property. Yes, that if a landowner comes over to me or a neighbor or whatever and asks me to move that stand, no, I would tell him, no, I'm not. Like, sorry, man, I, I,
1: I'm on my side of the fence, and I'm not going to be shooting across the fence, walking over there asking them to move theirs if theirs is on the other side. So that's no, absolutely not. None of us would do that. (laughs) It's their property. My point is that you're okay with that. You're okay with if it pisses them off, it pisses them off. Whatever. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that that that's your view. Where you said courtesy of other places or it's not even unwritten rules because not everybody agrees on it. I won't do it. And I know that like you're saying that you have a deer that's on the edge of your property or something that's coming over. I thought when you said that, oh, maybe that changes it. Would I do that? And then I thought about it and I still wouldn't because I've had that opportunity. And I stay further away, which sucks. i never hunted the stand. Hammer. I didn't hang it. I'm talking about the deer. What about him? No. I don't care about him. You wouldn't hunt a, hammer. In a hammer? Not on the not like that, no. Why would I hunt? Why? Well, he was some inch eight and he was on the property. Big, I had, a, had the same thing with a bigger deer that would have been the biggest deer of my life, and I was quite certain there was one trail he was going down. But instead of me sitting on the edge where he always freaking I he has to be crossing the fence to the neighbors. I went back and just tried to use a funnel instead, which I didn't kill him. The neighbor ended up killing him, I'm pretty sure, right on the fence line. So that's, I mean, my own (laughs) issue. But I'm not going (laughs) to do it because I think it's BS.
2: Okay. So what? So if we're going to say that the fence line is not the boundary,
1: what is? No, that's not because that's legally the boundary. I'm saying the unwritten rule of being courteous to the others.
2: that's what I'm asking: is what is what is the courtesy rule? Can you shoot across it? Well, that's what that's, I'm asking. That's what I'm
1: saying. Can you shoot across it?
2: Okay, so we're saying so forty yards. So
1: some guys, it's probably gonna be a hundred yards. Some guys, <coughs> yes, forty yards. There's a questionable that I would be able to shoot across there. I'm not putting that in the other the other person's brain. I,
0: I I'm just gonna tell you right now, and, and it may piss a lot of people off. I don't, I, I totally disagree. If I own If I own or I have permission on 100 acres or 150 acres or 500 acres, I have permission to hunt whatever that is bound by that, and that's where I will stay. Every arrow that I launch will be on my side of the fence, But if the trees so dictate that I'm going to be sitting because the tree is the only one that's available for the right wind or whatever, and it puts me within 10 yards of the fence line, but I'm facing my property, I have every intentions of hunting my property, I will hunt that tree. And I would expect (laughs) that neighbor to do the same if he wants to do that. That's okay.
1: You expect it, but you know dang well that there are certain, I could tell you, I could name off at least five right now that you would get pissed walking by and see that they have a stand right there. And I've seen you do it. I don't Because I, you don't I trust don't, him. I, I don't think so. I don't think I've
2: seen dead. I get could upset see I that. could
1: name the day and when because he thought it was BS. <laughs> because in his defense, I don't trust him either. And we they've proven that we can't trust him. But Okay,
2: well that's a little different when you have somebody that's blatantly breaking the law or something and then, How
1: do you know that they're actually breaking but, the law? We have a pretty good idea, but we don't know.
2: Okay, well I I, I will vouch for Dad in the fact that I've been with him a lot on a lot of fence lines and a lot of stands close to him and and the other ninety nine percent of the time he never had an issue with it. My question to you, though, is so is what you're saying then is why if 40 yards is the number? So you're saying that is what you're saying is that if I sit 41 yards away from the fence line, that there's an unwritten rule that that lets that neighbor know that I'm not, don't have any intentions or or plan on shooting um, across their fence. Is that kind of pretty
1: apparent that you're not going to be shooting across there? That you're not going to be. An issue.
2: Okay, so the only reason that we're sitting 41 yards away then is to let them know that to make them more comfortable. No,
1: cuz I don't feel right about it. Cuz there's too many people that that do trespass and do shoot over fences and other things. But if
2: you're not doing that, why would you care? Why would because that 41 I don't, yards? Because I'm
1: not going to go do something that I know that others do. And in this situation right here, the question of they do this sp- specific thing where they're trying to hunt the ex- the right on the fence lines and things like that. No, I do not agree with it because I wouldn't do it, and I don't like it. And now I, you can't control what other people are doing, so when they go sit there whatever, it's not a big go for it. I can't, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to be the one that walks across the fence and says, or wh- wh- knocks on their door and says, hey, uh, you need to move your stand because it's too close to my fence. It is their property at the end <clears> of the day, <throat> so you're going to have to have your pissy fit in the basement, which I'll do on my own. But... I'm not going to do it because I don't. I don't would not like that <clears throat> any more than he does. With his comment, it would irk me. That, especially if I'm sitting there and they're sitting right along the fence line, and here comes a deer and they hammer some buck or something because they're sitting right along the fence line, utilizing all my work. So,
2: um, so when you're when you're walking a fence line, then then if you see that a stand is 41 yards away from the fence line, then you're okay with that with their stand being there.
1: I don't pay attention to it. But when they're blatantly right on top of the fence, come on, be a little more respectful than that.
2: Okay. Um, and you well, just
1: said that you have a better look on it because what you what would you do to make sure you didn't have to sit on the fence line?
2: Well, that's the thing. Is what I'm saying is is especially if you have the if you have the land and you have the capability, why why put beneficial things close to the fence?
1: Yeah. So you're you're what you did. Why couldn't they do it too? what instead of him putting in all this work and has all this good habitat and everything and then they're going to come sit the edge why couldn't they instead of sitting the edge try to build themselves okay what if they but do I can't what, control wait a minute them? what
0: if they do what if they do the equal work okay whatever <laughs> yeah. the, the neighbor did put in a food plot so did they and they kept it away from the fence you know where it is, whatever. But for whatever reason, the deer are traveling back and forth from food plot to food plot, or they're traveling from cover to cover. And the place that the big buck seems to be going by is here. Then, then what's
1: makes it okay? Is that okay? Now, Let's is just it, sit together and shoot it together. I, I wouldn't do it either way. That's that's just if you have the food plot, you're bringing them there anyways. Why do you need to go sit on the fence?
0: I guess I'm I, I guess I'm lost on. First of all, I do. I would do everything in my power if I on my property. If I am trying to work the property to make it better for the habitat, then I'm going to try to do that away from fenced edges, so that meaning so that I can keep the deer in the center of the property or on another end of the property or whatever. I'm going to take that is going to be a consideration before I ever put, start to put this stuff in.
1: That's what you're um, saying,
0: okay? And so then when I do that, but it sounds like in this particular case. That there, his food plot or something that he's worked on that it's a good area is close to the fence line. I wouldn't have put it there. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have given the 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 neighbor the opportunity to have visual on the food plot or whatever. I mean, unless you don't. But the, I say that. But different properties are different. You could get there and you don't you have could any do a choice. A
2: whole bunch of what ifs. Yeah,
0: but you, you do. don't. You don't have any choice in the matter. That's why I'm saying that. I can't. I know you don't trust people, and and in some respects, I don't either. But it's the other respect, the other part of me does, and says, "Okay, I'm going to sit this fence line, and I'm not shooting across the fence. All I'm asking you to do is, if you're going to put your stand on the other side of the fence, make sure you're shooting on your side of the fence." Period.
1: I guess if if you want me to take the, I'll take whatever or my the stance. I'll stand on my stance here. But at the same, if you take it that way, the reason I don't do that is because I don't want. You're saying that okay as long as I go to the edge of the fence and they know they can trust me it's okay if they do the same I don't want to be in the position because unfortunately I don't think that there's that many people over there that could hesitate from shooting a big buck across the fence so I'll just stay I'll just keep my keep away from it okay that's so. that's my stance versus saying no it's wrong I'm not if I go put mine there then it's okay for them to put their their's there. If I don't, then I avoid it. I avoid it completely. They might still do it, but I'm still going to avoid it.
0: Well, let's take this a step further, though. Let's just say that we're not deer hunting. We're turkey hunting. So you don't hunt hunt the edge of the property. Or let's just say a turkey's gobbling on the neighbor's property. Do you not call to that bird? Because I would certainly expect that we have lost some turkeys that have been killed by neighbors who called them off of our property onto theirs and they shot them. And there's nothing that I can do about that, nor do I think I should be able to, because I don't own those turkeys. I don't own the deer. They're they're out there, and then and I don't own enough property to keep them there. So wherever they go, they go. And then and so the same thing. My point is, is I'm going to set up and start calling. And if a bird (laughs) answers on the neighbor's property, I'm not going to stop calling. I'm going to keep calling. But I've got to get that.
1: that Yeah, but. Well, it, gonna, it does. Because I don't think anybody that would take the stance of not sitting on a fence line would say, hey, there's a buck 300 yards away and isn't going to try to call to it. That's absurd.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that. That kind of
1: negates the entire argument then. The the, really. the property Why line calling, is the. the you just said it, though. They're wild animals. So it's not like you own it either way, but you can't right. affect where you hunt them.
0: Absolutely I can, and that's why the border, and I'm just going to assume that almost all the properties are fenced to some, or there's a river, or there's some defined uh, using on X to make sure that I know where the property line is. And that means that I'm shooting on my side of whatever that is, whether that's a river, or a creek, a fence, if a field edge. If I had you field as a neighbor, edge.
1: I would do the same thing, because I would trust you, and I know you, and I would have a relationship with you. Well, maybe that's but what we when, should all be
0: working harder to do—is is work what together. We
1: should try to do, but when you have the situations where you try to talk to other people and you can't talk to them, no, that I don't trust that. So in that circumstance, I avoid at all costs.
0: Well, now I mean, now I tend to agree, now I would agree with you if I have information that tells me or that I feel like that this person is avoiding me. And knows that what they're doing is wrong, and I feel like that they are shooting across the fence. whenever I'm not there, now I'm irritated that they're set up there oh, I because so. I know what they're doing. But I got to have some in indication that that's what's going on. That they're they're because now no longer are they just a hunter sharing the woods. They're actually trespassing and cheating as well.
1: Let's specify this because I think that we are on very opposite sides and very close sides at the same time. <laughs> In the situation of what you have is you own 50 acres and you have no idea who the other person is. You just bought that 50 acres and maybe you've had it for a couple of years now. and You've been working on it. You've been doing whatever. The other, the bordering property, you either have never gotten in contact with them. Maybe it's sold a couple of times or something, but you've tried to get a hold of them. And you've tried to see where they live or see if you could just at least make a relationship with them. Never had an experience with them. Never talk to them, but you've tried. How are you going to feel about them coming and setting stuff right on the fence? Are you going to question it or are you not going to question it? Because in my eyes, I'm 100% going to question it because, come on, I'm trying to at least, I don't care if you do it, but let's at least talk because then you can make it better for both of you. Well, there's Even still, if it comes down to the fact of you don't hunt one day or he does hunt one day in that stand, so you're not both using wrong winds, things like that. It right. could be as simple as that.
0: Well, there's still a lot of what-ifs that go into that, and I'm just thinking of I, I still I have to give them the benefit of They're not doing anything wrong until they do something wrong.
2: So yeah. what? how about we,
1: what's a solution to that? You try to talk Make sure wrong. you
0: try to communicate with your
1: neighbors. What's another one? Don't shoot across the fence? Sorghum. Sorghum? Yeah. You can see in sorghum. If I He's plant talking about Egyptian two, sorghum, yeah, the big, tall stuff. Yeah. Sorghum's only like 3 feet tall, 14 feet tall. Okay, well, Egyptian wheat then. What is it? 14 <laughs> feet? Oh, yeah, she goes up there. You can get there.
2: Okay. So if I – now, like I would tell you, like, with what Dark Hero was saying, if somebody did a tower blind right there, they put it right on my fence like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 14-foot sorghum right along the entire fence, and then I'm going to do another row – about 5 10 yards away. That's another 14 if I if I think if I'm down there and I can still see into the blind from there, then I'm doing one more. Not that it really changes the deer or anything, but hey, you want to go and, and do meh. like that where you're just being rude, you don't even talk about it or anything and and you put this big ugly right. blind right there, then I'm going to put some freaking Egyptian wheat.
1: This is great.
2: Okay, so now I'm not that we was even trying to prove a point, point. you just proved it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. But but changing things on my own property and making it where now now we don't have to worry that about
1: though, is you just you do not like you don't like it.
2: I I said earlier that if somebody I have no problem with anything else like you know a, a lock on or something like that, but it, uh, to me when you start make getting into a tower blind, it's invasive, right? Like do your you, do neighbor used to it though. Your, your neighbors, if you live in a residential area, right, and all of a sudden you have a Clydesdale in your yard.
1: That would be a benefit. Is that? That, uh, that would what, be cool. <laughs> what if your neighbor... I would like <laughs> to have a Clydesdale living next to me. Okay, well, let's say a peacock. There you go. Because the don't screams. they scream or whatever?
2: Yeah. yeah, you have a peacock all of a sudden in your, in your yard, and you don't ever talk to any of your neighbors or anything. Do you think... That that's being a little bit rude or inconsiderate.
1: Yeah, no, we're on okay. the same page here. Yeah, I mean. but I'm saying something <laughs> that
2: is belligerent, not not something that's not taking from anything. And so then I'm saying, if you, you don't, don't have the
1: property though for a view. We all know that. I don't Regardless
0: think is what I'm, your peacock is like way, that's like, sounds like one of the things I've pulled out <laughs> that you guys make fun of me. Cause I it,
1: actually would like to have a peacock too, because it ain't going to wake me up, but it's going to look pretty when I see it. So <laughs> It just, but the, because
0: what there, what's going on there is there is something that if the thing you're talking about, the noise that it makes and stuff like that, it's annoying the neighbors, it's affecting you. So, and you're at home and this is where you live. You have a right to be able to call the, if you call the authorities and say, hey, look, they're not supposed to have this here. You, the, and the box blind, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that that's annoying, but that's all that it really is, it still is. It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. And so, like you said, you can I'd take be- action on your side and do something to counteract that. But my point is, is that you can't stop that guy because we're talking 50 acres. What if we're talking one? What if there's, the, because, and I'm I'm thinking, because what came to me is there's a place in Montana that I only got to go hunt once or twice with um, another friend of mine, and there was a ranch that was over 25,000 acres, and there was 80 acres, 80 acres that was in a perfect rectangle that shot into the middle of this 25,000-acre ranch, and so it what it did was it put, you had maybe 150 to 200 yards to either fence, yeah, yeah okay, and anywhere that he put his stand was going to be close to, uh, now maybe not shootable distance, but with a rifle it would have been. And, and he was hunting there. He had every right to be hunting there. It was one of the greatest places that I've ever seen to hunt white deer because they were traveling up and down that river bottom, and here was this rectangle that went right in there. It annoyed the crap out of the um, adjoining ranch that, that someone could do it, but they couldn't do anything about it. And, and my point is is that he didn't own it. He would, he had permission to hunt it, so it's not his fault that someone owns that piece of ground.
2: But you probably want to be careful about doing those kinds of things if you are too belligerent about stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, because I, um, who who was it? It was someone. I want I feel like it was uh, the West that Randy, whatever his name is, Randy, Randy Newberg. Yes, I think maybe Randy Newberg. But if you're listening, don't. Don't hold me to that because it might have been somebody else. But anyway, somebody took a chopper into landlocked land. Flew in. That uh, was the, the land Denver was public. Okay, so he flew yeah. in and it was public. The ground that he flew into, but everything around it was owned by a ranch. It might have even been the CA. I can't remember. But right, I don't. Know. Um, whoever did it, then the landowners of that of that property said okay, and they went and they built a. Put in a who knows how much 12 foot, 16
0: foot fence kind of
2: high fence bordering the entire piece of public. So, by him saying, Hey, I'm gonna go fly a chopper right over your place and kind of say, Screw you, then immediately, what do the ranchers go and do? Screw you, screw you. And which I, one, I, I kind of wonder how that's legal to put up a high fence like that because wouldn't that be impeding the it didn't, concern? it wasn't an enclosure, it was
0: only one side,
2: it was just one side that bordered the. So it would have to be an enclosure before it makes it where, before they're illegal. capturing
0: the animals where they can't get out okay they so like that's that.
2: a pretty stout fU where really all you did was screwed yourself because now they they just walled off the entire part that borders it.
1: I don't know why they would have public land in the middle without access. What's the point in having public land if nobody can access That's it? That's a whole other yeah. let's yeah. save that for a whole
0: nother one because I'm a am 100% in agreement with what Randy Newberg did was he was trying to bring oh, a, I, I he am was too. trying to bring a point to what was going on there that it, it should have an easy Why or in the world does the state the land that we get to hunt why do they own a piece of property that is 100% landlocked and I
2: can't get to it? Dude you're you're talking to a guy that's trying to figure out how to get it, make a harness to put a drone on myself, to that could also take elk cores <laughs> and stuff to it, fly in and fly
1: out. You need to call it the deer so. drone guy. He was picking up whole deer. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I think the one thing that you have to, this all comes back to a communication thing, man. That if you know, I mean, because I know for a fact that the gentleman that I'm talking about in Montana that hunted that piece of ground, I know for a fact that he went to that land to the ranch owners and told them, Hey, I got permission to hunt here. All I can tell you is I'm going to have a stand here and you don't have to worry. I would not never shoot across the fence, not do anything. He did everything in his power to make sure that they understood. I understand this is the only place I can go, but I just want you to know that. And so. Um, I just—it is what it is. I mean, you can only yes, you if you own a piece of ground or you have permission to hunt on a piece of ground, you have permission to hunt on that piece of ground and that piece of ground only, unless you get permission to the other parts. And in this particular case, what we're referring to is, and it's easy to to stay away from a fence crossing or a fence border. The larger the land gets, the smaller the land gets, the way more difficult that that becomes. I, I, and now that I think about that, I, I can think of a turkey that mom killed that we had permission to hunt on less than 10 acres.
2: It well, was, a lot of people, too, don't have a ton of places to hunt or, or absolutely. big places. So you've got to work with what you got.
1: got. Right. I think your uh, communication comment is where my uh, anger comes from. because that people that don't I'm thinking about this because now I'm thinking about the places. I hunt a lot of places I just have permission on. And it irritates the living crap out of me when there's other people there that I've tried and tried and tried and tried to contact them or gone to the extent of leaving notes on their trucks like, hey, my name's Easton. I'm just trying to leave my number with you so that we can coordinate. Like if you're going to be in here or something, um, shoot me a text or shoot me or give me a call or something. And that irritates me more than anything because then you get in the situation where I'm like, okay, I've kind of played my hand here. And I've tried to avoid conflict in any way, and then you end up having a ruined hunt or whatever else because they don't want to talk about things. And so my point is, I think that my anger comes because now that I'm realizing that even those are places that they have permission on too. I don't have, I don't, I'm not mad that <laughs> they can hunt it. I'm like, hey, why not work together? Right. So you. And so you're... I think that I avoid those areas. Of say the gray areas of hunting right on a fence line because if I can't get if I can't create a relationship with them, screw it. I'm avoiding at all costs because it pisses me off.
0: I understand. I I could understand that without communication. When you I mean, because I, I'll go back to the fact that I have no problem with sharing trail camera photos or anything else with neighboring properties if they'll work with us. Meaning share with us, let us know what deer you killed. It's easy for people to see what we killed. It goes out on typically on our, you've seen it on our shows. So that was one, but it goes out on social media. And so being able to share information and say, oh, that deer got killed. Okay, great. Or this deer made it. Or have you seen this deer? This deer has been wounded. We shot that one or meaning they or did or we did. It doesn't matter who. Yeah. Um, it, it makes us better at what we're doing um, it makes us better hunters, better people, um, if we'll use the communication.
1: It makes yeah. hunting better in general, too. Absolutely. You're on the same page with each other, and you can do that with multiple different places. You're, whether you hunt 10,000 acres, you may have 10,000 acres that is all on the same page.
0: Yep. No, I agree to
1: 110%. So
0: there's, I, I think that
1: we've... This is a successful podcast, I how, think. How so? Because we were angry with each other, and we came to a conclusion. I know I wasn't angry. You just didn't care, and you didn't admit. That know. was the one time that he wouldn't admit his stance or fence take a rider, hard stance. You're a fence you're a rider. You are a fence rider. <laughs> That's I what we did. I law. completely admitted. No, and then you, you, were you turned the around and then said that <laughs> yeah. it really pisses you, or really annoys you, or oh, I'm going to go do this, that, and the other. When in the beginning, you wouldn't have done that. You would have been
2: okay with it. No, I'm saying all, all I said the entire time is that I can only control what I can control, and that. And, and then you got the saying, anger of, "Yo,
1: yeah, I'm going to put Egyptian grass over here so you can't see anything
2: on my side of the fence," yeah.
1: which is more of doing only controlling what I can control. It's it's uh, <coughs> contradicting of your first statements of how you just flat out didn't care.
2: No, because I said I can do anything I want on my property and i'm planting a plant on my property.
1: But you would do that because you're afraid that they're going to shoot something on your property or you don't like them being able to see your property.
2: If I, so if i think that i so can't that means trust it, you don't trust it. If I, you're annoying
1: and you want to stop it.
2: No, only if i if let's say i have a neighbor that i know is a problem.
1: You don't know they're a problem. Yeah,
2: that's what i'm saying is if i know they're a problem. Not questioning, i know they're a problem. Okay? I've got pictures of them on my side of the fence or something like that then sure, I don't need to go and complain to them, but I'll plant some Egyptian grass or wheat or whatever it is. So that <laughs> I think it would be kind of funny, you know, if you know that they're an issue, and they get up in their stand and they're, what the frick? But really, I I'm, would be careful because who knows, maybe I ought to help them because now deer are going to bed in it or whatever. <laughs> but with that, I have wacky facts.
0: Uh Uh-oh, you actually have some ready?
2: I do. He
1: did it in the middle of all that.
2: I think uh, this will make a lot of uh, blue-collar people happy. Wearing a tie can reduce blood flow to the brain by 7.5%.
1: How tight are you wearing your tie?
2: Well, I don't know. A study in 2018 found that wearing a necktie can reduce the blood flow to your brain by up to 7.5%, which can make you feel dizzy, nauseous, and cause headaches. They can also increase the pressure in your eyes if on too tight and are great at carrying germs. I
1: think they're referring to a noose over a tie.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, I, that's why so many people guys get married. They cut their circulation off and they go, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: pretty good. That's why you always see the photo of the wife going That's the picture
1: (laughs) Let's put that a little tighter Make sure we get a yes today They've known this for a long time
2: (laughs) I guess I'm telling Alyssa there's no ties in the wedding (laughs) (laughs) Just in case (laughs) In case you're trying to mess with my brain The fear This is the second one The fear of long words is called Hippopotomonstrosiquipedali
1: They did that on purpose The 36-letter
2: word was first used by the Roman poet Horace in the first century BCE to to criticize those writers with an unreasonable penchant for long words. It was American poet Amy Nazahukamonatahil, possibly afraid of their own surname, (laughs) who coined (laughs) the term how we know it in 2000. And then you want to hear the most disappointing one?
1: That one was kind of disappointing. No,
2: this one's disappointing. The largest piece of fossilized dinosaur crap discovered is over 30 centimeters long and over two liters in volume. Believed to be a Tyrannosaurus rex turd, the fossilized dung, also named a coprolite, is helping scientists better understand what the dinosaur ate. 30 centimeters, I looked up the conversion, is only 13 inches.
1: Wow, my hand was about close to that.
2: There is no way I don't know, that that log. was a
1: T Rex turd. I would think it'd be bigger, but that is a log, dude. Maybe we're talking
0: bad. about an animal that was. But now you tons, said there was a volume right? as well, right? Two liters. Two,
2: two liters. So like whatever that means,
1: two liters. Like think about a pop. Like well, like, I'm trying to think like pop. how it
2: measured right. in crap.
1: That <laughs> I think you're looking at like that and like. That.
2: So are we see that's a
1: turd That I guess, that that's the depth. Maybe was the third. So the volume just, would be like how many? No, you said it was thirteen. or thirty centimeters long, didn't you? So yeah. So yeah, if, so thirty centimeters or thirteen inches, wherever the conversion is. It's like that long, okay? Okay. And like that big around, because that's about what a two-liter pop is, and it's probably about thirteen so inches. And so if a, if
0: a T-Rex turds like a deer, that's huge.
1: Yeah, because if then they have twelve of them. <laughs>
0: But if T Rex turds like a human, that ain't so impressive.
2: I I, I think it's un, I don't think I think it's under impressive. I think it was a baby T Rex or something, and it's probably just the only
1: turd they found. Yeah, you might be looking at like a twenty four inch. Or how? Or I wonder, <laughs> okay, so how
0: in the world did someone recognize that they had just found a T Rex turd?
2: I don't know. I, exactly. Okay, okay, so see, this is. Based on fossil specimens, scientists have determined that a Tyrannosaurus rex could be up to 40 feet long and 12 feet high. So you're telling me you're 40 feet long and all you can produce is a 13-inch turd? I don't, I, I'm not telling you that.
0: They're telling you,
1: you that. Uh, well, let's, five, go, let's go with just a dude that's 6 foot. And let's say his average turd is 6 inches. That's 1, what, <laughs> <twelfth>. <laughs> one inch for every foot yeah but i'm thinking like because okay in his so, situation, so no, just it's take, like,
0: take that and say one inch for every foot and you have a 40 foot animal he should yeah. have a 40 inch turd
1: uh, this is underrated I don't that was know simple I,
0: math i have to help them out all the time
1: so well i was thinking in a, in a fraction form like that's a 40th of his body yeah
2: okay okay so this is world's longest stool
0: and we're not talking about the kind but you sit But a is 19... over 13 inches. In
2: 1972, when an archaeologist ex- excavated an area known to have been a Viking settlement, they unearthed a 7.9-inch fossilized turd. <laughs> Subsequent dis- dissections confirmed their suspicions, and the 2-inch dookie instantly became the stuff of
1: legend. See, that's kind of under- underrated, or like, that's a letdown. You'd think that humans could have produced something bigger than that at some point or another. <laughs>
2: Okay, but we're saying a human and a T Rex are <laughs> within
1: five inches of each
2: other.
0: No, that's, there
1: is a massive volume difference. Like though.
0: I said, if a T Rex craps like a deer, where it's with little balls, or now in this sounds like more like a capsule type deal, <laughs> then that would be quite huge. You know, it's because like if he dumped
2: like ten or twenty a of those at one thing though. Like that I'd, would be. A, I
0: don't know. There's a whole lot of things that T Rexes <laughs> and stuff were different. I mean, they say that our birds were dinosaurs. I
2: don't know. We're we're going to have to do more research on dinosaurs. Your wacky
0: facts were not all that wacky today.
2: We just had a 10-minute conversation on (laughs) on the size of a T-Rex poop, so... (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty wacky.
0: I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Are we done here?
2: I... Have you? The been? only th- I we we saw the world record at the Golds Gym in Great yeah, Falls, we Montana. Did.
1: That just wasn't in a, <laughs> in a total nope. Uh, Guinness turd. Book
2: of World Records just didn't come.
1: I didn't see it. It fell oh, in the was, toilet, it was larger than a cow pie, and that came out of a human's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it was unbelievable. To the fact that I can still remember it
2: to this day. Me too. It's and just I was very vivid like, in my head. I was probably like 10 or 11. I can't remember. If you saw it 1st I walked like, got to see this thing. And I
1: freaked out. <laughs> and I ran to you and you said, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: sealed the whole toilet. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, there was no, they could have quadruple flush. There was no chance on that thing. This is our way of testing
0: (laughs) to see if you guys are watching and listening to the podcast all the way through. Because if somebody comments on this, then we know that you are listening to 100% of this.
2: You just Uh, wait. We're going to have somebody be like, oh, that's nothing. I've broke that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or worse yet, my wife has broke that. (laughs) Okay. We're going to get out of here. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Again, Hey, just remember that um, we have moved everything to the Raised Hunting Podcast on is YouTube. on YouTube. So that you need to, if you want to follow on on YouTube, you need to go to that one, not to the Raised Hunting just regular page or the Raised Hunting channel.
1: Yep. It's a different logo now, too. If you see like a, a, a jacked deer sitting on the Raised Hunting broadhead, that would be the right spot. You're in the right area. And, and, do us and a you'll favor. notice that I've been liking and commenting on the podcast where you're seeing them now as Raised Hunting Podcast. So just click on it and you go to the Raised Hunting Podcast.
2: And as always, leave those reviews.
0: Thank you. Reviews, reviews, reviews. And make sure to tell your buddies and they can subscribe to the page and um, we'll keep climbing this sucker and we'll keep coming up with wacky facts that are hopefully non-turd related. All right. <laughs> okay Thanks, right guys. There. This is the Raised Hunting Podcast signing off.